Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning, love. How are you? I am good. Are you still yawning? No, I think I'm done yawning. Thank you for checking, though. You're awake? I am. Okay. Excellent. Well, why don't we say something about the last week we've had, which is why you're still yeah, yawning. Yeah, it was a crazy week. And so let's see, in the last week, a uh, very, very busy week, uh, but I, boy, I had a baccalaureate service, and then I had a church council meeting, and then I had a two-day denominational meeting, and then I had a funeral, and then I had a wedding, and then we had uh, <laughs> a Sunday morning service and a graduate recognition. So it's that's why I'm yawning. It's kind of the circle of life you had this it's week. It's crazy, You had not only, well, the church, poli- you know, the church policy. Not politics, uh, I should say governance. Governance, right? There you go. So, and from there, you went right after a nine o'clock meeting. You went straight to Dallas, which yep. got you in at about three a.m. Yeah, about two thirty in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Then dealt with the national church stuff, and then yes, funeral, wedding, graduation. It's all the things. All the things in life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, then I, I, I we came back. You know, it all, it all went well. Everything mm-hmm. turned out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back, took a long nap after church on Sunday. I uh, got up and our neighborhood was having a little crawfish boil. So I walked over there and sat with the guys and commiserated. I stared at the crawfish, but it didn't actually have any. It didn't really look very Yeah, tempting. we don't really understand that whole yeah. thing. This has been, uh, we've been to several of these where like they just eat the, they're not, I was going to say raw. They're not raw, but they're just oh, no, not they're in, cooked. they're not in anything. They're just there. Yeah. They're plain. That's what I meant. Yeah. Plain. Yeah. So maybe one day I'll. No, you've I'll, tried it. I'll we've tried it. it. But I don't know. It seems like know. a lot of work for a little bit of meat. Yes. I do not think it looks good or tastes yeah. good. So, but it was still fun just to well, hang yeah, out with sure. people. I liked that. Sure, sure, sure. And then, you know, our daughter, uh, Elizabeth, is heading out to Europe tomorrow. Yes, we've got a lot Very to do exciting. this week. Mm-hmm. She's leaving tomorrow, and David's leaving for Germany on Sunday. Yeah, and the kids are out of school on Thursday. Yes, our kids are right. getting out of school. So that's all that to say that we will be taking a short break after today. We'll get done with the sayings of the wise today. And then we will do a summer series, but we will take just a couple weeks off so that we can launch them out and also start the summer properly. Because how you begin definitely determines how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a proverb, actually. Well, and having all of our, well, we don't have all, but having five kids here, you're definitely going to need a system. Now, we're only going to have four because, oh... For a lot of the summer, we're only going to have three, actually. Wow. Yeah, well, I think there's one week where three of our kids are in Europe, right? Well, there's several. There's more than one week. There's at least two weeks of that. I mean, but there's crazy. no, no, no. There's one week where we actually the only child, there's only one child home. There's wow. one week of that because there's camp for some of them. Wow. Yeah. yeah we're not going to tell who that child is. Yeah. But there, it is a busy <clears throat> summer. But what I'm saying is, um, as parents know, summer can go um, one of two ways. Very fun, very good, very mm-hmm. active, or very involved in the screens and kids melting down at mm-hmm. all times because they're on the screens. Yeah, and often a good summer will have them both. You know, there, <laughs> there will be, because I'm thinking back, even back to when we were kids, you know, there's like the joy of summer at the very beginning and everything was great. And then by the end of summer, like everyone's kind of ready to get back to school. Yeah, you know? that's true. But so. we also didn't have the, I mean, we were out a lot. I mean, I know it's easy to be nostalgic and pretend like everything was better, but we didn't have like, the screen individual screens to sit on we did not have individual you you went out to play with your friends if you wanted to play with your friends you went outside yeah i mean a part of the joy of family life in the 70s was you got to fight over who had the tv so Mm, that that was always fun interesting yes i don't remember i don't i wasn't a big tv watcher i don't know about that but yeah Uh that is a thing yeah 
Okay, let's get to it. Anyways, okay. Uh, okay, so we are So we're on... wrapping up yep. the 30 sayings of the wise. And we pick it up here with Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. We'll yeah, go let's, from... let's, let's go all the way 10 to 12. 10 to 12, you got it. Here's mine, ESV. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weigh the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Okay. Well, there's actually a lot to say about that. There's a great deal to say about that one. But the very first verse here says, if you falter in the time of trouble, how small is your strength? Yeah. Which is, you know, telling basically times of trouble do reveal character. Yeah, they do. And I, I, I was thinking about this in preparation for our podcast. You know, Jesus talks about this. Of course, the Bible talks about this in many places. But the example that came to me was from the parable of the sower, where, you know, the sower goes out to sow. Mm-hmm. And some seed fell along the, um, some seed fell along the, what was it? The, well, first you've the got rocky, the rocky. First you got the path, don't you? Or is yeah, it the first rocky? The path, first the, the path. The rocky soil. Then the and rocky that's the soil. the one where it springs up at first. Yep. Uh, but then the heat comes and in the, the, the withering heat of the sun, it withers because it has no mm-hmm. root. Right. And I'd see that really as an illustration of what's going on in here is that as it says in verse 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Mm. In other words, it's not just the way you begin something, right. uh, but it's the testing that really uh, shows forth. Well, it's a test. It mm-hmm. really shows forth who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a theme that we, we find throughout Scripture. Uh, is that he who perseveres to the end shall be saved. Not right. all who say to me, Lord, Lord, but he who perseveres to the end. It's this idea of, of uh, making it through the time of trouble, mm-hmm. through the time of adversity. That really reveals the character. Right. And that uh, analogy has the, you know, it's about the roots. The roots. Growing down, mm-hmm. right? And they, But there's another one that says it in that parable. It's, so you got the path, you got the so, rocky soil, and then you got the ones that are choked out by the yeah, weeds. Choked out by the weeds. And yeah. those are kind of the concerns. That's adversity too. The mm-hmm. concerns and the cares of this world choke out your joy, it says. Right. <clears throat> My yeah. voice is very low today. It is. That's kind of nice. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, a lot of the Proverbs can really be summed up by this idea of like the two paths, which we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, like Proverbs 1, or I'm sorry, Psalm 1, Psalm 1 that right. whole thing with blessed is the man who walks not with the wicked, you know, but who's planted and who bears fruit and all mm-hmm. these things. That That's the opening Psalm and that kind of um, sheds a lot of light on the Proverbs too. There's basically two paths and Proverbs talks about that time and time again, yeah. right? So from there, it moves into this warning in verse 11 and 12. You know, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling toward the slaughter. Mm-hmm. If you feign ignorance, if you say, oh, we didn't know about it. Right. Well, you know, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? Will he not repay man according to his work? In other words, you can't turn a blind eye to injustice, uh, especially when it's a matter of life and death, mm-hmm. as it is there in verse 11. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a lot about our Lutheran church. You know, I've, I've read a lot of history books over the last couple of years here. Uh, in the Lutheran church, and as a whole, the Lutheran church didn't do such a great job in World War II. Um, they, uh, by and large, the institutional Lutheran church got hoodwinked by the Nazis and right. kind of went along with it. Uh, now, of course, there was a, a very uh, uh, famous, uh, what's the famous, yeah, a very stalwart section mm-hmm. of the Lutheran church called the Confessing Church. Oh, right, okay. Um, which uh, which did not go along with the Nazis, which stood fast for Jesus Christ, and most of those pastors uh, were put to death for their confession. 
Uh, but by and large, the, you know, the Lutheran Church in, in Europe did not do a very good job standing up to Nazism. But the fascinating thing is the Lutheran Church in Europe did a great job standing up to communism. So after World War II, you know, about half of Europe was taken over by the communists. Uh, and the Lutheran Church in those occupied areas, it's almost like they said to themselves, you know what, we failed the first time, yes. we're not going to fail the second time. Hey, it's good to learn. Yeah, they did. They did, and, and they stood strong under, you know, four decades of communist rule. As a matter of fact, not many people know this, but in 1989, uh, that's when the wall fell, the Berlin Wall yes, fell. Yes, I was there shortly right after. And, uh, and one of the precipitating events was, uh, was organized by the Lutheran mm. Church. It was a candlelight um, service. Uh, the, the government had issued the order, everybody go home and disperse. And the Lutheran Church organized this service that, no, we're going to have a candlelight protest. And so they assembled in the squares with candles, held firm, sung hymns. Uh, and that was, uh, that was one of the first kind of testing of the wills. The government backed hmm. down. And they never fully recovered after that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an interesting story. When you look even at our own Lutheran Church. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the sad thing is, you know, they, they stood fast under communism, but then... Once communism fell, uh, you know, boy, the Lutheran Church has fallen long and hard in the last 30 years. In Germany, then. in Germany. Oh, in Europe, yeah. It's oh, just, in Europe, just decimated. Yes. Although I will say Sophie has found a very nice church that Good. she goes to. Um, but, okay, so wasn't Niemöller um, a Lutheran pastor? Yeah, so was, Martin Niemöller. Yes. Yeah. So he has that famous quote, mm -hmm. you know, that says, you know, um, First they came for the communists and I wasn't a communist, so I didn't say anything. Right. Then they came for the Jews and I wasn't a Jew, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for, what was his, then they the, came for the me, it says, right. I think. Then they came for me and there was no one left to say anything. Yeah. And that's the whole point of these verses here is that mm -hmm. when there is a time to say something, yeah. right? And especially when life and death are at, at hand, and so you gave the negative example of the Germans. There's probably mm -hmm. a positive example in the scriptures of Esther. Mm. Oh, it's a good you know, point. She stood yeah. up yeah. Um, and saved her people, the Jews, uh, who were going to yeah. be killed. For such a time as this. For such a time as this. Put, yeah. And of course, you know, you can't go without saying that our, for such a time as this today would be the abortion issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because if anyone is being led away to death, you know, and staggering towards slaughter, it's innocent life, right? Right, and we can't simply turn a blind eye to it. We have right. to, uh, we, we have to fight against it. We have to bear witness to it, mm -hmm. uh, and that's the major conflict in our our society at the moment. Oh you know? yeah, yes. You know? So we've got to stand up and bear mm -hmm. witness, and I'm proud of our church for doing that. Mm -hmm. Both our congregation and our denomination as a whole. I'm very proud of us for for maintaining that witness. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay, well, that's the first saying. That's saying 25. Mm -hmm. Let's read um, now something a little bit sweeter. We're going to talk about honey. So let's. Go, why don't you read 13 through... Um, well, it's just 13 and 14 is saying 26. Okay. My son, eat honey for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Okay. So this idea that, um, you know... Gaining wisdom is not easy, just like getting honey is not easy, mm -hmm. obtaining it, but it is worth it. It's worth and it. it is it's, sweet. It's sweet to the taste. It's good for your body. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good for your soul. In this case, wisdom is. Um, and that it's, uh, it's not only sweet to the taste, but it, it nourishes you all the way down. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's a rather uh, easy little proverb yeah. there. But the idea is go get wisdom. And wisdom yeah. is referred to in various ways as, you know, all of these um, desirable things, as honey, 
as uh, precious jewels, yeah. as diamonds, as rubies, as uh, the lady wisdom, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Nothing you desire will compare, compare to her, her, it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wisdom. So wisdom is always depicted as something that you really desire, that you want. It's That's worth the time and effort to go and pursue. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we've done two sets of Proverbs. This is our second series on mm-hmm. Proverbs, because this is part of the wisdom literature in the Bible. And... You know, we've mentioned before that it's just wisdom is hard to come by in, in the broader culture. Yeah. And so obviously you need to look to the Bible and you might want to start with the wisdom literature. Yeah. And it takes time. Yeah, I, it's I hard. It we, is hard to come by. You know, um, I think you and I mentioned that before that I've I had to read through Proverbs at least twice, maybe even three times before I finally started to, to <clears> kind of get it. You know, the, the first two times were more just a chore. The <laughs> third time through, I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm starting to understand yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So. I get it. So uh, verse 15, Okay. Uh, lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous and do no violence to his home. For the righteous falls seven times, but rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Okay. So that's saying 27. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did your 15 say? Read that again. Do not what? Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Okay. Mine says, do not, this is a little bit more apropos to today, mm-hmm. I think. Mine says, do not lurk like a thief yeah. near the house of the righteous. What does that call to mind? Lurking like a thief? Yeah, at the house of, well, let's call them righteous, maybe. Where are people lurking outside the houses right now? Like a thief. Uh, in front of the Supreme Court? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. they're protesting right in front of uh, homes of the Supreme Court. That's that, right. That's not allowed. No, no, that is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Ellie's coming in to get her car keys, so we're going to get in here. Here you go, Ellie. There you go. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't see where you were going with that at yes. first. I thought you were trying to tell us that we had some sort of home intruder or something. I hope not. Yeah. No, I hope not. Um, no. Okay. Do not plunder their dwelling place. I, I, I think it's basically been peaceful mm-hmm. from what I've heard. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, you know, I don't, I think it's pushing it too far when you take something in front of someone's home, a protest. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to protest in front of the White House because that's a government yeah. building, you know, a government home. But yeah, a person's private residence. Now you're kind of crossing over from, you know, the, uh, the boundaries of representative democracy into right. something more like mob rules. So you mm-hmm. got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Even yes. though there's great passion, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. With right. Okay. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Mm-hmm. And that's also a very important point in Scripture that um, we will fall. I yeah. think yesterday you, you preached on, you know, we will have trouble in this world, right. but take heart, I have overcome the world. This idea that we will rise again and again and again, it mm-hmm. says seven times, right? We're going to rise again. Um, and each time we are strengthened and, you know, we kind of go through the furnace and we are come out stronger, brighter, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then... And, uh... Yeah, I was just reflecting on my, my recent promise to myself that I was going to run more often. Oh, how are you doing? And, well, I'm doing well. I haven't fallen or stumbled yet. Well, so that's that's my job. I'm always falling when I run. <laughs> but it does remind me that, you know, it takes time. I mean, you uh, the first time you go out for that run, you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to run the whole time. But you stick with it and little bit by little bit, you get stronger, you get healthier. And next thing you know, you know, you can run the whole time really without much effort. Yeah. And I see it in a similar way in, in moral accomplishments, too. You know, you try something and you fall. Well, you got to get up and try it again. Mm-hmm. You might make it further next time, then you fall. And then you try and eventually, eventually you do learn. Eventually yeah. you do learn how to overcome sin and and, uh, and turn away from the things that trip you up. But it takes time. It takes time. I mean, it, yeah, walking, it's a perfect analogy of, you know, a toddler. When they fall, you don't like 
say, oh, you're so stupid. How come you can't walk? I mean, right? What if they just took one fall and never learned how to walk? I mean, obviously, um, these big things in life take time and we can't quit. Uh, Philippians says that, you know, he who began a good work in you will see it to completion. Mm -hmm. So we begin and trust that the Lord will carry us. Right? Yep. Okay. So this one, it's kind of an interesting little wordplay here. And so in 16, it talks about how the righteous falls and the wicked stumble. And then it picks up that same theme in 17. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. Let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. Lest the Lord see it and be displeased and turn away his anger from him. Okay. So the previous one is about you know how the righteous stumble and get back up again. And this one is a warning that when you see the wicked stumble, you know, don't gloat. Or even just your enemy. It doesn't have yeah. to be necessarily the wicked. Oh, that's true. But mine says, yeah. yeah, do not gloat when your enemy falls, which... Yeah, that can be hard. Oh, it's very hard. You know, schadenfreude is right. a wonderful thing. So It's funny that only Germans have a word for that. Germans have a word for everything. Yeah, but not really because I was listening. I was talking to Sophie about this the other day because she's getting very, she's been over there three months. She's got two months to go and she's even thinking now in German. So she's very excited about how far she's come. But um, yeah, these words like schadenfreude and how many words they have for depressing thing, you know, sadness, all the things. <laughs> and like no words hardly for happiness and joy you know there's just very few it's it's Uh, funny how language really uh defines a culture kind of no it does it it totally does i uh, i'm convinced that uh because language is literally you know the words that you use to think about things right right and so you know in these northern european cultures you have a lot of words for dark and depressing things exactly and then in the southern european cultures you tend to have a lot more words for happy things you know i think i think it's fascinating it is fascinating absolutely fascinating it's fascinating And Hebrew, the language, you know, of the Lord basically has a lot of different words for for joy and peace and all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's interesting. But anyway, she had she was saying too that it was she went to a um a theater production the other night and you know, the Germans are just so precise about everything yeah. and so um I don't know what the word is, but she said the clapping went on and on and on. But what was funny about it was literally everyone was clapping in unison. It wasn't oh, like, wow. you know, That's all crazy. the American kids were like, you know, yeah, doing yeah. this and they were all like clap, clap. And she just thought that was indicative of the, the wider culture. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Yeah, it is. That is very strange. Is. But, the, but the warning here is when you do see your enemy stumble, okay. uh, you know, try not to gloat over it. Uh, try not to uh, take too much pleasure in it. Perhaps yeah. a little well, bit of know, good, but you know, no, don't, no, don't rejoice. Good. You think of David who did not rejoice when Saul, when, when Saul died in battle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, like a, isn't there a famous quote or something that Caesar cried when Pompey's head was given to him oh, because he said i wanted uh i wanted victory not revenge oh no i didn't know that yeah it's wow. the idea of we can take it too far right yeah, yeah well there was so. a great example actually about uh, in the wall street journal recently about the end of civil war i had never heard the story about the meeting of grant and lee yeah appomattox yeah. courthouse yeah, yeah yeah i didn't really read all of it and how and how um i don't know humbling how well it was handled, I should say. Yeah. Grant and, was very magnanimous. Yes, he was very uh, magnanimous because Thank he, you, magnanimous. he could have, um, you know, he really had Lee on the ropes and he could have exacted revenge, you know, uh, put all of the soldiers to death or some horrible right. thing like that. But really, he said essentially, okay, well, you, you can all have officers can keep their sidearms. Um, oh, all that's right. can keep their horses so you can go home and plow the fields. Mm hmm. It was really a that's remarkable. Amazing. It was a remarkable ending to what was a four-year bloody civil war yeah. that, to this day, remains the most you know the bloodiest battle in the bloodiest war in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Americans killed wow. in that war than all others combined, and it it ended remarkably peaceably. 
So that's a great example. Yeah. Yes, very good. Um, and both, of course, were quite knowledgeable of the scriptures. So yes. probably this yeah. came into play. Uh, so verses 17 through 18. Okay. Uh, we just did that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yep, we're on 19, 19 and 20. Okay. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, and be not envious of the wicked. For the evil man has no future, and the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Yeah, there's, we come across this idea about being envious of the wicked quite mm -hmm. often in the Proverbs, which seems a little bit strange. I mean, I think you talked about it the other day as like, you know, be wondering why people that do bad are prospering mm -hmm. or whatever. I guess that I guess that is being yeah. envious of the wicked seems a little much. Yeah, I, I definitely get it, though. I mean, mm -hmm. this idea of, you know, in this world, you will have trouble. And the, the world is set up in such a way that... Um, the people who don't play by the rules, the people who okay. cheat, people who scheme are the ones who often get ahead in life. Okay. And so the idea is, well, that's true. They do. I mean, if you play according to the to the world's rules, you probably will get ahead. But mm. in the long run, you won't. Okay. And so it's that, that waiting time. Mm -hmm. you know, that, um, and that's what I see here is on the one hand, uh, don't gloat over the wicked. Uh, that's the previous problem. Okay. Don't gloat over them when they fall. But on the other you know, don't fear that they will never be brought to account either because they will eventually. Mm -hmm. And if not in this world, well, then in the, the world to come, in the right. life to come, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Right. Justice is God's, right? And justice is the Lord's. Is they, we, we will all be made to, mm -hmm. uh, to account for what we have done. And if it's not in this world, in the next. Right. Um, and so there's that. It's, this is kind of a hopeful one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the wicked do prosper in this world, but leave it to God. He's He'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I read somewhere that this word fret is maybe a little bit too tame. Um, this particular translator was wanting it to say, do not be infuriated, oh. you know, by evil doing, which yeah. I can see that makes a little more sense to me. Like fretting is like, mm, whatever, but I can see you do get very angry when people uh, are doing wrong and are, and are, oh, gosh. And are yeah. yeah, I get that now. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I've, I've been following a, a report in the, in the news cycle in mm -hmm. the last, uh, last week or so. About some stuff that happened in a number of years ago, and it's now coming to light, and it is infuriating because oh, you right. realize that the those who did it will likely never be brought to account. Yes. Everyone knows they did it, but there's really no consequences mm -hmm. for it. And so this is when a, a warning like this comes in. You know, do not fret over it. They, mm -hmm. It is unjust. It is bad, but they will be held accountable. Yeah. So. But we also have to recognize that as human beings, they, even internally, they are held accountable. I mean, mm -hmm. knowing when you've done something, you know, knowing you've done it is is punishment enough in some sense. In some sense. Yeah. I mean, you, you would hope so. Yeah. Right? I mean, unless your conscience is completely seared, I right. guess. But just living with the knowledge that, you know, bad things might happen to you or you could, you know, I think that's a hard way to live. I would think so. Yeah. 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 So. Well, let's end on a happy note here. Okay. Okay. Verses 21 it. and 22. So my son... Fear the Lord and the King, and do not join with those who do otherwise. For disaster will arise suddenly from them, and who knows the ruin that will come from them both. Ooh. So fear the God and King. For God and King, isn't that, doesn't it say that at Yale or something? Uh, no, that, that's kind of like in the... Forgotten Country? Forgotten Country. What's that? For God, Country, and Yale is the famous... Oh, For God, part. Country, and Yale. Yeah. That's right. That was on those... Um... I remember where that is. That's on yeah. some gates. Well, it was on the memorial after World War One. Okay. So they, you know, they lost all these hundreds of soldiers, okay. students, and now, of course, all three of those would be held in contempt. Absolutely. At the same university. God, King, and country—horrible <laughs> things. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. But anyways, and so this one ends with this, this idea of, you know, uh, fear the Lord and fear the king. Okay. And so the Lord is the, uh, is the ultimate judge, mm-hmm. but the king is the delegated authority on earth. So what we would call a, a, a just state, mm-hmm. a righteous state. So, you know, fear the God and the king because mm-hmm. you, you don't know uh, what, will, what will happen. And, but you do know that if you cross them, you will be made to pay. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Um, you know, in Romans 13, it does say that we are to respect our uh, those in authority because God gave us government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've mentioned some uh, German pastors even today that mm-hmm. just came to a point in time where they could no longer... Uh, respect and honor those in authority. And so that's a fine line. But this yeah. is just talking about in the good government that God gives you, then you need to respect and honor it. Yeah. 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 In general, you know, fear, fear yeah, God. Yeah, in general. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Good. Yes. Okay. So we're going to take a short break. After, did we already talk about this? Yeah. So what will happen is we're going to take a little short break yeah. to get the kids, uh, you know, out of school that's and right. then we other did. kids off to Europe. We and did. in the meantime, we will come up with a plan for the summer. We're looking at some Psalms, I want to think. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to, again, I'm teaching a, uh, Psalms this summer again mm-hmm. in the women's Bible study. And uh, it was nice last summer to you and I to discuss the mm-hmm. Psalm that we're doing that. It's And we talked about some memories again. Oh, we didn't do a memory verse for this. Uh, we forgot. Well, let's just let uh-uh. it go. Let's let it go okay. in the last week. Anyways, this summer we will be coming back with uh, some commentary on maybe six different psalms, one psalm Good. per week. I think that's I think that's what we're doing. Yep. And um, we look forward to getting back with you in a couple weeks. Great. See you in a few weeks. <laughs>